Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. So hello and welcome to another edition of the Glover's Past from the Glover's Cast. This is Dave and tonight I'm joined by Ben and a player who was Gary Johnson's first signing when he returned for his second spell at Yeovil Town in 2012. He went on to make more than 100 appearances, that's the player, not Gary of course, uh, including being part of the side which won promotion to the championship on that memorable day at Wembley back in 2013. Now we're not expecting him to confirm this tonight but we think we're probably still his favourite West Country team that plays in green and white. So a big Glover's cast welcome to former Yeovil Town midfielder, currently Plymouth Argyle captain, Mr Joe Edwards. Thank you very much. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. Well, that won't be the first question, which, uh, which team do you like most? Uh, uh, It'll probably be a tricky one. We don't want to get you in too much trouble. But <laughs> we, we, we did want to go, obviously, start from the beginning, back yeah. at your um, the origins of, of, of your career, because uh, we probably remember you, obviously, uh, in the West Country, uh, coming on loan to us from Bristol City. But your uh, formative years were with Aston Villa, I think. And we, we obviously remember you as a midfielder. But is it right that you, were a, you started out as a fullback? Is that right? Yeah, correct. So when I was when I was really young, yeah, the first um, academy team I, I joined was Aston Villa. Um, my parents were in Gloucester, so it was sort of halfway between Villa and Bristol. And we went with Villa was the, was, the, was the one to begin with. And I think I was only there. Well, I was there for five years, but only up until twelve. So like the first initial very young ages, and then a couple, and then um, my parents made the move from Premier League to League One. And took me down to Bristol City, but it was actually the best thing for me in terms of my um, progression. Um, I had a lot better chance at Bristol City, and the academy was brilliant. So, yeah, no, it started at Villa, and then, and then, like I said, then about I think I was twelve years old, I moved to Bristol City. Yeah, and it was always fullback to start with, was it, or did you you dream of being a midfielder? Every kid dreams of being a bit further forward, I imagine. Yeah, it's like to say, no one dreams of being a Gary Neville, but I've, <laughs> I've turned out that way almost. But um, no, yeah, so I, I'll be honest, I'll be at, began all over really. Um, I always played midfield or fullback was the two major positions I sort of played. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, that sort of carried on throughout my career, really. I've sort of differed in between the two. Um, played a lot of my time, obviously, at Yeovil in, in midfield. Um, but then probably since then, I've played 
maybe more right back or right wing back now, especially. So, yeah, no, it's it's, it's always been that sort of those two sort of main positions. Um, and then I've also covered a few extra ones, but um, yeah, those two were the main ones to begin with. Yeah. Looking looking back then, so your 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 first professional contract came around about two thousand and nine. We obviously know, and we've heard so many stories about how the um, youth set up the academy setups are so ruthless and to actually make a professional deal is so difficult in the first place what, what do you remember about that time were you, were you just so happy that the move had led to you getting a professional deal under Gary Johnson initially yeah it was yeah like I said it is every every boy's dream like, like you said it's a cliche say but it's every boy's dream once you start in football that you want to become a professional footballer um, and I was always told you're not a real professional until you've played 100 league games you know what I mean so that first initial bit is to get that that professional um, contract. Um, thankfully, Gary Johnson and obviously the staff at Bristol gave me that. Um, and yeah, it's, it is a massive moment. Like I said, you worked up until you're 18, um, sacrificed plenty on the way through. Um, and then, like I said, you work for that end goal. And a lot of, you see a lot of your friends and former colleagues that don't make it or drop away earlier. Um, and like I said, we were one of the lucky ones that was was to, to get our deal, which was fantastic. There was a, there was a lot of change in that in that first year at Bristol City. Notably, of course, Gary departed around about uh, the spring of, of 2010. Did that change things for you at all, or were you still on this path with Bristol City? Um, yeah, like I said, it's always sad to lose your manager who gave you your first sort of your first pro deal. But I'll be honest, the first year of my my professional contract, I wasn't involved um, massively with the first team. Um, I was always, as you can as you will remember, I'm always shorter for my age and that, that followed me through my progression and um, like I said I got the first year deal and it was a reserve team still still then so there's lots of reserve football and um, obviously when when Gary left and he moved on it was it was then whether you'd get a new deal under the new manager but like I said I, I managed to, to do enough each year and um, ended up getting four four sort of um, one year deals at Bristol so for like four years of pressure there which was fantastic under probably two or three different managers so um, yeah, no, it, it, it was great for my progression in terms of staying at Bristol and I always seem to go away from that. But Gary was the one definitely um, to give my first opportunity. Yeah, and we mentioned it there in the intro. Obviously, he, you were his first signing when he returned to us for that that second spell. And if I remember rightly, you came in the day after we'd been hammered 4-0 at, at Sheffield United, I think. I mean, what do you remember about that? Because it wasn't your first loan spell, was it? You've been at Bath and Stockton? Yeah, so, like my, so my initial loan spells were men's football just to get me into it so Bath City was the first one in the conference at the time and um, that was a real eye-opener in terms of what it meant to play men's football and um, sort of the different way of living do you know what I mean compared to being in an academy and it's all very nicely nicely do you know what I mean it was different to go into that which was great I really enjoyed it loved my time at Bath we had some really good players still Scotty Murray was there and Alex Russell so we had some good older pros as well so that was a great little period then I went to Stockport on loan um which was again the conference, but it was a big, it was a bigger club, and you know, like Diddy Hamman was the manager, and we've got a lot of players now who are playing in the league, so we had a good side then. So they were really good progressions for my, my career. Um, but like you said, you want to be playing league football, and <clears throat> although Gary left Bristol, it actually made a, a, a good impact for myself because then he moved to a to a to a club which which he signed me for. So thankfully he did, and that's how my overall journey began. And that was a, I think it was only an initial. One month loan, maybe, and then I got called back. But yeah. Um, yeah, it was. I remember the phone call. Actually, I remember I was in Bristol, and he and he rang and he said he wanted to take me down there, and like I said, to play to play league football was massive for me. Um, and luckily, the first game went pretty well, which was good. Well, I was going to ask about that. I I, I didn't realise actually how short a period of time it was between the two mm. loan spells. You played for Stockport on New Year's Day, and yeah, then yeah. literally two weeks later, you rock up in the game against. Tranmere Rovers and like you say it goes pretty well you went and scored the opener yeah that was it so it was like I said I had that loan spell at Stockport and they called me back for City did and then um, obviously Gary had the, the job then at Yeovil and <clears throat> he said he wanted me to bring me down there so it all happened very quickly and I think I only came on the Friday maybe um, and Friday, Thursday the Friday and he put me into the team straight away um, and luckily it, like I said it, I did I got the opener and I think was it, we won 2-1 maybe rings a bell yeah. Andy Williams, yeah, last minute. Yeah. home debut to go in the league was, was amazing. Do you know what I mean? To score and win. And, um, it, was a, it was a great start for me. 
did it yeah. feel like a bit of a, 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 a freshness because we weren't on a great run and obviously things had changed new manager had come in we had just been spanked by Sheffield United yes. and it felt like we were a long way off well where we would end up 18 months later but was it nice just to get a bit of a freshness in the camp yeah it was yeah um, <clears throat> I think he, he was always good at bringing people in um, Gary he brought in good characters and things like that which, which did help freshen up his, his squads at different times and like I said, yeah, that was part of my job was to come in and bring a bit of energy. And <clears throat> like I said, maybe I'd been on the bad run or like I said, had that bad result previous um, with the home game coming up, I guess, putting just throwing someone in straight away did have that sort of impact he was looking for. And <clears throat> yeah, it was, like I said, it was the start of my um, very, very happy time with Joe. So um, yeah, like it was brilliant. Yeah. And was it that point? Because you started a bit further forward then didn't you in uh, that first yeah, I, think I, started, I think I started right wing yeah right wing that day um, so yeah again like I said it's just it was another opportunity he knew that I could play in, in different positions um, and I was happy to do so um, yeah. yeah did so he encourage that, it or did you did you want it or a bit of both it's always been yeah it's always been a bit of both I've had managers over the years who have said nail down a position that will help you as you get older and older and I've had other people say <clears throat> make yourself versatile, you'll get more game time. And um, I've found that for me personally, I've, I've like been able to play different positions and it has helped me in the amount of games I've played. Um, so yeah, it, it, you can look at it in two ways. I haven't, I haven't always nailed down a position, but I've, I've, I've left myself open to do a good enough job in a couple, which um, Gary loved, which is great for me and, and some other managers have as well. So yeah, that was like, so that was a, that was a new position for me. And it, like I said, it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. You've um, got on, sorry. sorry, I was just going to say there was a. Am I right? There was an. You got an injury. So you didn't. That loan. That first loan spell wasn't very long, was it? It was. Yeah, uh, I think. Just, it, I think it was only four games in the yeah, end. Something yeah. Something like that. Um, and yeah, then I went back. So yeah, it was only that. That first bit was an initial bit. Um, I think in the back of my head, I always thought hopefully I'll be able to come back next season. Yeah, I remember Gary saying at the time that he wanted you back. So that's always a must be a nice thing to hear. Yeah, it is. And when a, when a manager wants you, you can't ask for a lot more. So for me, that was massive. And I was, um, in, like I said, in the back of my head, I was hoping that would happen. And, and it did, thankfully. I noted that you, you actually played a couple of games for Bristol City at the back end of that season in the Championship. Did that throw a potential spanner in the works for a longer term loan? Did you think, actually, hang on, I've got a chance of getting in this first team? Yeah, you always did. I think that must have been my third year, maybe, as a pro at Bristol City. Um, and I'd only played a handful of games, and mm. <clears throat> like I said, you've been—I've been in around the first team for a couple of years. Then, and it was at the start, it's amazing. Do you know what I mean you're in the first team, you're on the bench, or you're travelling, and it's great to be a part of. But <clears throat> you want to be playing football, and um, I think the, the Stockport loan was really good. Loved it, played it all the time. Come to came to Yeovil and <clears throat> played league football, and do you know what I mean you, you get a taste of what you want to do, really. And I said, like I said, I did did well on them two loan spells, but you know, I made a couple of games at the end of the season for. For City, um, and ultimately you want to play as high as you can. But deep down, I knew probably I was going <clears> to <throat> be back at Yeovil on loan, I'd imagine, and, and play a full season, which probably would have ended more, which ended up near enough happening. Well, it did. You did return. I mean, it was about September, yeah. wasn't it? Um, it obviously was such a defining season for for all. What had changed when you arrived? Had the had the place changed? Had the changing room sort of perked up a little bit? Did things seem a bit different from when you'd been there previously? Um. Yeah, there was there was obviously new faces. There was a few from the year before. Um, I think he'd probably got more of his 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 players in. Um, I think the first year, aren't they? Obviously, had leftover from the previous regime, and um, yeah, it was it was it was good. It was like I said, as soon as I came back in, it was it was brilliant. Um, but I believe they'd lost. We lost, or I was part. I don't know. Six games in a row that started that season. At some point. Um, so it wasn't all all rosy that year, um, but like I said, as as the as the season went on and the, and the squad grew together, it was it was fantastic. Yeah, it was strange that season. We went on like record-breaking victory streaks of yeah. eight, nine in a row, but also record-equaling losing streaks. Yeah, we just couldn't it, yeah. even score a goal, let alone do anything. It was such a, yeah. a topsy-turvy season. We had started the season fairly positively, yeah, picked up a win in the cup yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Was it nice to be joining a side that had already kind of got going in that respect? Yeah, and like I said, you want to go on loan to, to play games initially, but you want to go on loan to be success, successful as well. So um, have, having that start was another was another big sort of bonus for me. And 
yeah, like I said, it, it, after that, it just sort of went, it got better and better for a bit, which was, which was amazing. Yeah, and he obviously then joined um, back in, in, in the start of January, wasn't it? Um, 18, 18 month contract. I mean, was that a difficult thing to leave City and join join Yeovil, or was it? No, at the time thing? it was it was very really straightforward in my head. Um, I'd had a good few months, obviously there, leading up to Christmas. Um, was involved massively, like I said, we were we were doing well, we we're in a good position. Um, came back to the City, and there had been a manager change. Um, and I remember coming in for the first day, and it was um, Sean O'Driscoll had taken over from Derek Derek McInnes. Um And I trained obviously with, with City. They called me back, trained with City, and it was his first day. And I went and met him in in the office, and he just said, uh, "I don't I'll be honest, I don't know lots about you. Um, you're more than welcome to stay, and do you know I mean show what you can do and um, blah blah blah." But I've heard like Yo will want to sign you, and, and that was where you want to go. And I said, "Yeah, listen, my my mind's made up." Um, been at City for years and years. That now I've been over ten years here, so I didn't play the games I wanted to play there. So it was a no-brainer for me when when Yeovil had the permanent offer available. And I mean, I just wanted to get back down here and finish off this season. And thankfully, I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Thankfully, you did all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm looking back on some of those initial games when you did return the the two-one win over MK Dons with Paddy scoring a couple, yeah. and then that game against. Brentford um, at home, uh, Ed Upson scoring another absolute screamer. Yeah. Um, what drove you to keep your place in that side? Because it was so competitive. When you think about that midfield, Matty Dolan, uh, Sam Foley, Kevin Dawson, there was just midfielders galore. It really must have been a competitive environment on top of being a great fun place to be. Yeah, it was. And I think that's probably why why we did so well. We didn't have a massive squad, but the, the, everyone that we had could have started, if that makes sense. We didn't have sort of people that were squad players. We had 15 or 16 first team could be on the starting eleven players. So with that in mind, it was always a competitive training session. It was um like I said, it was fun off the field, but when we were working it was it was it was tough and um you knew you had to work hard to stay in a team. And um I based a lot of my game on do you know what I mean working hard and work rate and um I believe Gary do you know what I mean enjoyed that and like I said we had a really fit squad anyway. So it was it was a it was a matter of making sure you were doing your job to keep your place in the team that was being successful and Luckily, I was in the team when we started that run of nine games, when and then it's hard to come out of that one because I mean you you keep you you generally keep the same team for week on week when you're doing really well. So um, yeah, it was it was it was tough but enjoyable and do you know what I mean it was I think everyone bought into to what we were doing. Yeah, that run, that run of of, of silly games where we were beating Brentford, MK Dons, we went to Coventry and played them off the park and only somehow won one nil. I remember that like it was yesterday. Um, yeah. Was that the point in that season where you kind of started looking around the dressing room thinking, we might be able to do something here that feels like something's going on? Yeah, it's funny you said a Coventry game. I remember that game as well quite clearly and I feel like that was probably yeah, a, quite a big game um, in terms of believing of what we could actually achieve. Um, we knew teams didn't like coming to, to our place and playing, especially the MK. I think I'm sure it was the MK game. They were dying to get it off. And so, I mean, we just wanted to play it and it was just, I mean, it was our little fortress for for a bit, and yeah, like I said, you 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 don't necessarily um, let yourself believe it for a while until you're actually in that run, and you, you you do sort of think, well, maybe you never know. But I think the beauty of our squad that year, and obviously Yo was a, as a club in general, it was never um, something that everyone expected at the time. So it was more or less just going into every game thinking we could beat these easy, I mean, the way we're doing it, the way we're playing. And if we do that, then we'll be here. If we keep winning, keep winning. And we had that mentality that we knew we could be in on our day. And um, thankfully we did. I was looking yeah. at, sorry, Dave, go on, mate. No, 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 you go on, go on. I was going to say, sorry, the, um, the, the, was there, you talk about this, this lack of pressure because no one expected us to be there. Was there any pressure from within? Uh, we've got a Gary Johnson quote here saying, if we fail to make the playoffs, we have to feel that this season's been a failure. That was a huge statement, something that we had never heard before, really, especially at that level. Was there any pressure or with, from within, or were you all just riding this crest of a wave? No, yeah, I think when you play underneath Gary Johnson, there's, there's always pressure because he generally wants to win every game. Um, and that's one reason why he has been so successful in many, many clubs and years that he's managed. Um, and that's also where you see that, do you know what I mean, that, that competitive side to him because he generally believes the squad he puts together is going to win and challenge for every game. Um, and so he puts that pressure on onto you to 
to he knows that if you do play to your maximum, then you've got a great chance of winning. So he didn't like it if you were ever off that. Um, so there's always there's always pressure. I always believe playing underneath owners, there's always pressure because, like I said, he generally believes he wants to win every game. So when you've got that mentality as a manager, it, it goes on to your players. Um, and like I said, you, you do get to a stage where you put pressure upon yourself because you have put yourself in a good position. But we knew ultimately, in terms of the size of clubs around us, it wasn't it wasn't expected. But, um, but like I said, yeah, probably in, in indoors, it was there was more pressure than outside of it. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually probably made the playoffs quite early, didn't we? That hmm. that season, I think it was just looking here at thirteenth of April when at Stevenage was was what got us into yeah. the playoffs, and we obviously ended up facing Sheffield United, who, given the size of that club, were were probably the favourites. I mean, what do you remember thinking about um, about facing Sheffield United? Yeah, it was. I feel like we had a game. The last game of the season was against Bury, maybe or something like that. Yeah, and it was almost like. <laughs> Teams wanted us. Team the, the other three playoff teams wanted to play Yeovil, and it was all it felt that way as if we were like the the, fav, the favoured one to play, and which for us was all the motivation we needed. Um, but like I said, yeah, we got drawn to Sheffield United, and I think it's just in the playoffs it's excitement for me personally. At the time, I was still quite young at the time, and it was just you're in the playoffs, and what better place to be in the playoffs against probably one of the, you know, the biggest team in the league, um, club wise. Premiership. I mean, you've seen the last few years been in the Premier League, and I just remember being that first. That first leg was was a night game at Bramall Lane. It was it was very special. So I know we lost the game, but the atmosphere and everything about it was was amazing. So yeah, I don't know. I think it, I think it played into our hands a bit. It was it was the perfect tie for us. Yeah, we, we spoke to Gar- uh, Jamie McAllister um, a mm. couple of months ago and and he said the same thing about that first leg, even though you lost, yeah, you always believed that the second leg you could go and make the final. Do you remember it that way? Yeah, I do. Yeah, and it was again. We had a we had a like a really good build up to that. We were I think we stayed at St George's Park the night before. Um, we had <clears throat> some really good deep meetings um, in terms of like what we were doing it for and who we were doing it for. And um, I remember one meeting in particular was was a was a poignant moment in terms of people sort of we had to say who we were doing it for, and everyone would say different reasons, and there'd be people that you didn't know as much you would maybe lost family members and they were doing it for them and it's quite an emotional meeting but we had that up on the wall when we came in at Sheffield United and things like that they they really inspired us and like I said we came to the game we, I know we lost 1-0 but we was we were gutted to lose 1-0 do you know what I mean and we knew we had <clears throat> every chance going to the second leg after that that we could we could achieve something we just had to we just had to believe it so yeah no it was those whole that sort of long weekend was a very special special time was that something about Gary Johnson, you mentioned there mm. about him putting things up on on the wall. We've heard that a lot uh, in the going back to his first spell, where he, he has that kind of psychology. Is that something that you experienced with him when he's managing in other places? Yeah, yeah, he is. He's quite big on the psychology. He mm. used to have sometimes he'd have people in, sometimes he'd do it himself in his own little special way, and we'd always have meetings that meant something. They weren't just meetings for the sake of it. Um, especially leading up to big games, it was <clears throat> always a lot on the meetings. And like I said, the, the playoff ones always stick with me because they were, yeah, they were quite emotional. Some of them, and it was it was quite a um, eye opener to to see different aspects of people's lives that maybe didn't know. Um, and like I said, everyone had a different reasons for doing what they do, and it was it was yeah, it was good. And I believe that was probably one of the biggest motivations that we had going into the to the playoffs to to achieve what we wanted to do. And like I said, thankfully we did we did it. It was amazing. When we were leaving Bramall Lane that night, I've never left a defeat feeling so confident and so mm. happy. Everyone around us were going, that's fine. We'll score at home. Yeah. That's absolutely fine. That's not a problem at all. We were just so, so confident in our ability to create enough chances at home. Let's let's fast forward to that second leg then. One of the most special days yeah. I've ever had. It was about 4,000 degrees Celsius. Oh, so hot. It was just, so it was hot. midday kickoff. Yeah. It was just absolutely ridiculous. Um, We're both Northern-based. We made the journey down that morning. Nothing was going to keep us from being there. And to say it was a perfect start in terms of the on the pitch would be an understatement and a half. But just take us the bit before. Were there nerves? Were there the confidence? Did you feel the same confidence that we felt when we walked out of Bramall Lane? Yeah, so... I I actually probably I think I prefer to, that that second leg to the final. That was my favourite. That was my favourite bit of the whole whole thing. I'd, I'd say um, <clears throat> we had lunch at um, I forget the hotel. Is it Lanes in in Yeovil? 
yeah. lanes, yeah, West Coast. Yeah, so we had we had breakfast at there. Um, and I remember you, it was just something, it was just it was just a bit different to your normal standard pre-match breakfast. Do you know what I mean? It was a little bit quieter, it was a little bit, do you know what I mean? It was very, very much knowing that we had a big game coming up. Um and like you said, the weather was ridiculous, it was so hot. Um and I always remember what coming out to warm up. Um, for the game, it was like I said, they could feel the heat, but you could just feel the atmosphere. But I've never felt that sort of atmosphere, even though you're playing in a, a smaller stadium compared to many you've played in many, many times before. But that was my favourite warm up ever, I think. Which was, Everyone was in so early, weren't they? Everyone, the, the stands packed. were in. Yeah, it, was, it was packed. It was packed as soon as we come out for the warm up, which never happened. Like I said, it was beaming, beaming. I think it was, was it maybe an early kickoff. I'm not sure, but it was. Yeah, it was so hot still. But everyone was still in there. And like I said, that was yeah, that was. I, 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 I knew we were going to win it as soon as, as soon as we got out for warm up. It was just, it had that special feeling about it. And like I said, we replicated that with the way we started. So, <clears throat> like I said, that was that was massive for us. Um, that that first first bit. And like I said, to get the first goal was what we wanted. And and, and yeah, we did it. Took us a while to get the second though. How were the nerves mm. as the game went on? You had a chance. Midway through the first half, first half yeah, and I probably should have. Um, I probably should have, should have passed Yeah, he. If I spoke to now, he'd, he'd definitely still be moaning about it, saying I should have passed <laughs> it. But I was running through it. Only I was ever never going to pass. But when when I've watched it back, how many times I've watched it back now, I definitely should have passed. But at the time, I was never going to pass him. But yeah, no. So we had. We, I think we, we day at the bar, but I, I think we we were comfortable. I don't think we were really under the under too much pressure as such. I didn't feel we were pending it really any point in the game. Um, it was just a matter of, do you know what I mean, being patient and, and waiting for it to come. Even when even when Paddy missed the sitter from under the bar? I know, yeah. And like I said, he got that, that many goals that year. It was just a, it was just a banker, you, you, you'd imagine. But um, yeah, he did. He set up the last one, so I'll give him that. Yeah. We, we let him off, don't worry. It's yeah, we will let him off that. Yeah, we will. Uh, and ten years on, or nearly ten years on, we all still celebrate Ed Upson Day every time on that. On I know, that day, I always so. see it on Twitter. It's, it's brilliant, isn't it? and it is, is, is Ed. And I'm sure you've heard the story many times of uh, Gary Johnson calling Ed the villain in the first leg for the missed tackle, which led to the goal. Um, and uh, yeah, there was the little bits after the game with him and the gaffer. And do you know what I mean, it, it was. Written in the stars, as Gary Johnson says, for him to come on and get the winner. Um, not come on, just come, just to get the winner. So, um, yeah, it is. He up some day. That goal was, like I said, the, the, it was just amazing, wasn't it? I mean, it was it was a special time and a, a great goal on its own. It was, it was a brilliant header, brilliant, brilliant cross, brilliant header. So, um, yeah, no, it was it was very special. What about those celebrations on the pitch afterwards? I, I it's the only time I've ever stormed the Hewish Park pitch yeah. in my lifetime, and there were you guys all dancing on the uh, on the dugouts. Yeah. There were flags. There was everything. That that must have been a moment like no other. Oh yeah, like I said, that was my that was my favourite ever game. I mean, it was, it was way better than well, not way better, but it was better than the Wembley day. It was it was definitely my my favourite by a long way. Um, I mean, I remember just the final whistle. Ed was just next to me, obviously playing next to each other. Just jumped on his back and then just got swarmed, and then. We felt like they were, we were there for hours. They were on the pitch. I mean, we went upstairs for a bit, and then we came down and we were on the dugout. And it was just, yeah, it was, it was amazing. But <clears throat> you wouldn't expect anything less. It was, it was such a special day. I'm sure everyone felt felt exactly the same. So yeah, no, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, and and then Brentford obviously in the final. I mean, they just missed out on automatic, didn't they? And the, on the final day, so I mean, they were strong. So how did you feel about facing Brentford? I mean, after beating Sheffield United, you probably fancied a chance against anyone. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I felt. I'm sure at the time I didn't want Swindon at all in the, mm. in the playoffs or the or the final. So um, I think I was quite happy that we were playing Brentford rather than Swindon. Um, don't know. I, I was feeling. Did we? I don't know how we got. I can't remember. We got on against Swindon that year, but I don't know. Right in the back. We lost against them on TV not long before the end. Yeah, that was I it. Did. At our place wasn't it or something like yeah, that? Yeah. So I, I always, I I always felt, thought yeah. I didn't want Swindon in the in the playoffs. So yeah, I think like I said after. We calmed down from the party and, and realised we had actually we actually had to play at Wembley and <laughs> play another game to get promoted. Um, yeah, no, I, I wasn't I wasn't too fussed. You know I mean, you, you you're now playing at Wembley, which is where everyone wants to play as a kid, and it was just you know what I mean, looking forward to that day really. So it was quite a long period. I'm sure it was that two weeks or, or twelve days something like that till mm. until we played that game. So we had a long time to think about it, but no, we were, we were quite happy playing Brentford. 
In the build-up to that game, was there, like you say, it was, it was 13 days. Yeah, and 13, that's, that's, a, that's a long stint between semi-final and final. Did you train as normal? Did you just take a bit of time off and then build back up to the final? Yeah, what was the preparation like? Off. I think we had a few days off after the game, obviously, because I don't think I went home for three days. So <laughs> I, think, I think we needed a few days off after the game. We had, a, we had a, obviously celebrated and um, enjoyed ourselves, which I'm sure if you speak to Jimmy, he'll, he'll have told you lots of stories. We've heard some stories. Oh, yeah, don't worry. We're going to try and ask you to corroborate a couple of them maybe as well, yeah. <laughs> oh, I'd have to say they were exaggerated, but I'm sure they wouldn't. It was probably how he told it. Um, played him down. Played him down, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He might have done. Um, but no, yeah, so we had that that initial um, celebration period, which was fantastic. Like I said, we had a brilliant time. And then we did... We didn't. We obviously didn't train for that many days straight. We had a bit of bit of bit of a break, and then we came into it. And like I said, we prepared it as a normal week, I guess, leading up to it. Is it is it possible for it to be a normal week though? Because you did the Wembley thing a couple of days before. You kind of got the touristy stuff out the way. How difficult was it to keep it as a normal? Yeah, week Yeah, I suppose possible? it wasn't normal because we trained at I think Chelsea's ground and someone else's ground. Mm. Um, so we had a few days up in London, so we were up there, and like I said, we did the Wembley bit a few days before, so it was. Be taking it all in, and yeah, it was, yeah. Of course, it wasn't a normal week, but it was in terms of the training wise. We tried keeping it as normal as possible and do what we'd normally do, preparing for a game. <clears throat> I think always in the back of the head, you knew you were you were you were leading up to this this massive game. But um, yeah, no. In terms of the training, nothing. It was we tried keeping it as similar as, as what we've been doing, really. And and the final. Obviously, another brilliant start, wasn't it? Was it six minutes? Paddy scores that another, another belting goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it does. And I like, I think in, in playoff finals, I imagine over times gone by, the, the first goal is massive in general. So, mm. um, we definitely started a better. And I thought we were, I mean, we, we 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 dominated really that first half, and that was what won us it in the end. And it was it was written for Paddy to get it after his season with all his goals, and it was a fantastic goal. Oh, itself. yeah. Um, whether it was Dan or Hates claiming the second one, I still don't know who's actually been given it. But do you know what I mean it was the perfect half of football for us, really? Um, and like I said, even that whole day, you know what I mean that that warm up as well was phenomenal, and just hearing everyone in the crowd, all the all the, the amount of Yeovil supporters that was there, um, it was it was very special, yeah. The um the second half, and, and I think it might be partly what you've alluded to already, was absolute torture. There's no oh. way other way to put it. It was it was hell, mostly because. Everything happened at the other end to us. Yeah, yeah, so was, both yeah. of our goals were in front of the Brentford fans. Harley yeah. Dean's equaliser was in yeah. front of the Brentford fans. And then our backs to the wall defending for our lives was all so, so far away. And it felt like it was getting further away as the half went on. Is that something that you look back on more so than anything else? The fact that you could hold them out for that long and for Marek to play as well as he did and for the defenders mm. to play as well as they did and you guys in front of them. Just how difficult was that last... 20 30 minutes, yeah, it was tough. And I, me- I remember the playoff semi being hot, but that was Wembley was even hotter, it was literally like a cauldron. It was so it was just ridiculous. The heat that day was frightening. I remember the second half, just it, I couldn't get my breath, couldn't my lip, I mean, my mouth was dry, it was horrible, and we just couldn't get out. We we knew we had a lead, but it was, we, I think we tried to get out, but we just couldn't. And I'm guessing the last 20, we we knew we had to just sit in and defend. and <laughs> And that was that was the role we did. And like I said, Marek was brilliant. Defenders were, were amazing. And it was just, yeah, it was just like I said, it was fighting for your lives. And, and we all did that. Um, Gav kicking the ball away, getting booked. And, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it, it was a, it was a, it was a squad, it was a squad uh, achievement, definitely. Um, and it felt like the game went on for hours and hours and hours. I can imagine it was for, for fans as well. It must have been about even longer. But um, yeah, no, it was, it was tough. I'll be honest, that second half was tough. But the relief at the end is, is something special. We've got a lot of uh, Gavin William highlights in our long, illustrious career. And I tell you, that booting the that ball was... out of the stadium is right up there. Right up, yeah. And I can imagine that is brilliant, yeah. I mean, you've mentioned so many moments from, from, from that day. I mean, if you had to, if I had to press you to pick one from, from that there, Wembley, what would be the one that, that sticks out to you? Um, for me, it was, it was um, singing the anthem. I didn't, right. I didn't. I've never. I've never. I never thought that would that would happen. I mean, I didn't know that happened. No. Don't know why. I just didn't. It didn't process with me. So obviously, when you lined up, I just thought we'd line up, and then. But I remember lining up, seeing because our families were like just. You could all they were in our eye lines. You know I mean, so then lined up at Wembley, and then we saw families, and then obviously it was the national anthem. And then I thought, oh, this is a bit special now. Do you know what I mean you're, you're at Wembley? 
home of footage. I mean, where you've grew up, everything wanting to do this, and then now you sing the national anthem as if you're like playing for your country or something. Do you know what I mean it was that was a little bit that way? I thought, oh yeah, this is. Do you know I mean this is it now? Um, but on the pitch, um, don't know. Yeah, it was. Just, do you know what I mean Paddy's goal was just it just set us all calmed us all down. I think it was it was brilliant. Obviously, then Maka broke his nose and little. There's always little moments throughout the whole game where just those just little bits that just all you always remember and. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, like I said, it was the whole thing, just especially even the warm-up. I don't know why I keep mentioning the warm-ups, but the warm-ups, when you come out, it's just, it had something extra. Them two games were just, it was brilliant. And the heat in both of them were, were amazing. But yeah, no, it was, there's loads of little moments just throughout the throughout the two weeks, really, that were, were amazing. We've got to ask about some of the celebrations. If I said to you, Angelo Belanto and a bottle of champagne, what would you say? Um... Which in, a, time? in a branch of Weatherspoons, we were told by Jimmy. <laughs> I don't know. I'll just say which times that happened on a few occasions. <laughs> oh, did it? it? As well, yeah. But um, oh no, they were they were they were they were special times. You'd, you'd think many most teams getting promoted from League One to Championship go off to Vegas or go to Spain, or we went to the Weatherspoons in Yeovil, which was um, couldn't have been any better, really. Uh, like I said, we were all in our tracksuits. We all got on a coach, got straight off the coach outside Weatherspoons and we celebrated the fans. It was, yeah, it was it was ridiculous, really. And like I said, another, I didn't go home again. I'll say that Gav's a thing from a tracksuit for another couple of days and we had some some very funny moments. Yeah, it was it was brilliant. And you uh, obviously passed Bristol City on your way up, didn't you? Because they came down. That was, that yeah, that was, that was the defining moment, really, for me. They got relegated and we went up. So I knew, knew then it was the... Um, it was definitely the right move to do. Um, I, it didn't. It didn't bother me in the slightest. It, it, do you know what I mean, I, I still love Bristol as a club in terms of what they did for me and everything like that. But for me, then it was. I knew I hadn't been given the opportunity I wanted to at City. Um, whereas now I knew Yeovil had someone who believed in me and, and gave me that first chance. And do you know what I mean, it paid off. So it was. It was actually special. And obviously straight into the championship. And obviously everyone's favourite to get relegated. I mean, what do you? What did Gary say to you at the start of that season? Is that the way that it that it felt, or did you did you feel like in the league? If I'm honest, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. It, we knew it was going to be hard. I mean, we we knew we were up against it from minute one. Um, but then you win the first game of the season, then everyone's mm-hmm. like, "Well, do you know what I mean, you never know. Like, you can you can beat anyone on your day." And um, it was it, it was it was tough, but it was such an enjoyable year. We had so many positive moments from that year, um, and like I said, we just fell short at the end, which like I said, everyone did expect. But I'm sure we we did like I said, we did as well as we could. There was loads of times when we we could have done, we could have held on. Do you know what I mean? we could see last minutes, or do you know what I mean it was just? Do you know what I mean it got a bit too much for us at times? But in general, we competed in every. I think apart from maybe a couple of games, both Middlesbrough games. Um, there wasn't many other games that we weren't competing in, which was which was what we wanted to do, really. Do you know what I mean? We didn't want to be a rollover for any team. I felt we turned up in nearly every game that year, so it was just a, just a, a tough league. I think the defining stat that, that keeps cropping back up when we look back at it is how many points we dropped from winning positions. We were always yeah. in games. We always started so, so well, but just occasionally, maybe the other team's quality, maybe a stroke yeah. of luck. I remember, was it Reading? Was it Adam LaFondra who took an almighty dive yeah. Yeah. In the last minute, in those kind of games, those decisions just went completely against us. There were some really special moments, though, and I guess we've got to talk about Watford. Your your goal to wrap things up at the end. We signed a couple more players that yeah. day. Ishmael Miller had come in, and that was a really special moment. Were there any other moments, any other games that really stood out to you as being special days? Yeah, that was that was definitely the, my favourite of the year. Um, <clears throat> I said I assisted the one for Ish to score, and then I scored the third one. Um, there was loads that the the Leicester one when, oh. when Schmeichel scored last minute and we were one the lap and it, or whatever and it was. Do you know what I mean that was they had or was it one all? They finished one all, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, um, one all. yeah. And they were going to win the get promoted. So do you know what I mean they were they were doing everything they could and we we went there and we, we drew one all and we should have probably won. They scored the last kick of the game with the keeper. So um, that was that was a big game, a Wigan game. Oh uh, God, we came yeah. back and won the beat. Or, Last minute, I can't remember, 3-2, I'm sure we did something like that, something like that. I think it was 3-3, three, three, Luke Aylin yeah, scored like in the minute. Yeah, that was, that was a great, that was a great day. Um, some of the ones at home, I mean, the Leeds game on TV where we missed mm. the pen and, I mean, the, the wind of that free kick and things like that. I mean, there was, even though we didn't win in these games that were memorable, there were still 
still memorable games. The Leeds game away was um, we had the the um, <clears throat> was it Memorial Day where you had the the bagpipes and things like that, and your Ellen Rose stood there and they're playing playing that, and that was that was special. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, no, it was the, the the season as a whole was was was, was amazing. And we pushed it right to the end. I mean, it's not like we were gone at Christmas. I think it was, was it the second last game? Was it the Brighton yeah. game where it yeah, finally yeah. ran out the TV as well, which is, a, which is a sucker punch. But no, I don't think anyone um, begrudges of the effort we put in. So that was the main thing. Mm. And got to that summer, obviously, Gary gave you the captaincy. Jamie McAllister had gone, Byron Webster had gone. I mean, was that your first experience as a captain? Um, yeah, in terms of <clears throat> being club captain, definitely. Club captain, yeah. Um, I was always so I was captain of the under 18s um, reserve football. I was often captain, um, so I generally had that responsibility in different teams growing up. But it was my first, um, yeah, my first club captaincy, which was which was amazing. Like I said it's a special moment for me. Um, I was still, like I said, I was quite young still, so. Um, he'd put a lot of a lot of faith in me, which was which is again another reason which I've got him to be thankful for. Mm. There was obviously a lot of change around that time. We'll say a lot of players had gone. We'd come down a division. I mean, did you feel that that weight of responsibility as as a senior player, uh, albeit a young one, but the and, and, and captain as well? Was that a, a quite a burden to carry? It, um, yeah, what it was. I just we we were just such a disappointing year in terms of what we wanted to do and, and how it went. Um, so when I look back on it, it's, I didn't feel at the time it was added responsibility in terms of um, being a captain. It was more just, we just didn't do what we wanted to do. Do you know what I mean? So it was such a frustrating time. Um, I had picked up an injury towards the end of the year as well and I just couldn't, do you know what I mean? I wasn't fully fit. And um, yeah, it was, a, it was a tough season really. Um, albeit, like I said, a proud moment to begin with and we just didn't get, we didn't start well and it sort of mm. carried on from there. And, the squad was so different from from the year before. Um, it was hard to it's hard to sort of get 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 going really, and and that's how it looked on the pitch, and that's how it ultimately ended really. Yeah, obviously it was a hugely hugely disappointing for all concerned in mm. terms of the season. But if there was a silver light in amongst it all, it, it was the fact that we had one heck of an FA Cup run, which uh, did end up with with certain Manchester United coming to visit. Um, to be able to be a captain of a club and lead your team out to not just play against, but play very well against one of the biggest teams in the land who mm. brought down one heck of a squad. That's got to be right up there for a person like yourself. Oh, yeah, that was that's definitely in my top three games of my career. Do you know what I mean, in terms of the whole occasion and, and the way we played and the way I, I played myself. So, um, yeah, like I said, it was a, I made quite... Not on purpose. That was I was made quite a big thing of being a Man United fan in terms of beforehand. It was just mentioned in the interview. Then they, I mean, they play on little, little bits, and it just followed me around for ages. So the build up was 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 good. It was a lot of attention on it, and um, I was, I am still, I'm a massive Man United fan. So when I got the draw, my my fan, my phone went crazy, as you can imagine. And um, it was it, the build up to that was 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 really special. And on the day, you just hope they turned up with a with a strong side and. Um, they no did. Was captain. Yeah, it was all right, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It could have, it could have been anything, and um, it was just nice to show that the respect they showed us um, in terms of the squad they picked. And I knew I'd be captain, obviously against against them. And I was hoping it was going to be Rooney because I knew he was captain. And it, like I said, it was it was a dream come true. And at the time to play against you know I mean? Rooney himself and, um, and and a lot of the Man United squad that they like, so they brought down. So um, yeah, it was a it was a special special day. Is that Who, picture? Is that picture of you and Wayne Rooney walking out the tunnel, <laughs> still on the wall somewhere? Absolutely. My wife now, like I said, my wife of two weeks is saying it's got to go. When the wedding pictures arrive, it has to come out the lounge, which I'm not Ooh. happy about. It, <laughs> you like, told her Wayne every, was your first love, was he? Yeah. It's been on every lounge wall I've, I've moved to. We're all over the country, and I've always put my Rooney shirt and and me and within him up everywhere. It's a massive, big frame. I put take it everywhere, but she said this is the last time. It's got to go in a little games room or something. But I'll I'll find my corner because <laughs> it was um. So I mean, it was it was it was and it still is so special to me that 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 game and that 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 time. So um, yeah, I won't forget that. Yeah, well, and we played really well. Oh, we yeah, oh, no, we wow. had the best chance, Kiefer. Oh. All, all is um good that he's doing now. He he didn't on that day, and um he had the, he had the best chance at nil nil, which he should have scored. Um, and then Herrera scores 
a bubble. I always say it, it bounced up and oh. he hit it nicely. And do you know what I mean? It was a worldly strike, and then they get one in the 90th minute. So 2 0 looks a different score. But at 0 0, like I said, we were, we were in the game. I said we had the best chance, and it could have been something different at the time. I was just hoping for a replay. Yeah. yeah. Um, to get back to Old Trafford and play there, that would have been the next the next best thing. And um, we weren't far off it. So, yeah, it was that was the that was the main thing, I think. Just I didn't we didn't want to play, you don't want to play him and then just turn up and lose six, seven nil. Do you know what I mean? It's, it takes the edge off it. Whereas <clears throat> I think the way we played and the way we performed and competed, I think made it even better. Do you know? Do you remember who you were directly up against? Were you directly in charge of keeping Ander Herrera quiet during the game? Is, so, is there a difference in the in the levels? Is he just was that actually, much better? It was actually Juan Mata that was. I was. I oh, no one, no one impressed oh, him. He, <laughs> no, he was. He was the only one. Not the only one. Sorry, he was the main one that impressed me. Only because he came on at half time and he completely changed the way they played. Um, you didn't know where he was at any point on any at any time on a pitch. His like his movement was ridiculous. Um, I was probably more directly up against Rooney actually because he played centre mid that day or Fletcher maybe I don't know I think he was in there as well so Herrera and then Herrera was just behind but it was it was Matter who come on he was, his movement was like obviously I mean next level he, like I said I always tell a story I didn't know I couldn't I didn't know where he was and ever he was just I remember we got the running stats at the end of the game from both teams and <clears throat> he uh, for a 45 minute period so each half he ran the most out of any player on the pitch Um for that 45 minutes and you'd think well Matt I wouldn't run the most out of anyone do you know I mean you just think he just floats about but the, the amount of times he's just constantly moving proved it in it and I mean it said on the stats so um he, yeah he was impressive do you do you consider it a huge compliment that um Louis van Gaal had to make two halftime substitutions because he couldn't get anything out of us yeah I did yeah because they didn't really have a, a sniff I think they had one mm-hmm. shot from outside the box first half and that was it and we were we were fairly comfy and um like I said, when they do, I, said, I don't know the other one they brought on, but I know they brought on Matter and... and Wait, I think else. they went to three at the back. They brought Johnny Evans on and went three oh, centre-backs. Yeah, so they changed their formation as well. So, yeah, no, it was. It was. Um, we just had to try and try and stick in there and we did for a good period. But like I said, just towards the end, their quality showed. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it wasn't long after that, February, um, that Gary got the sacks. Givo took over. I mean, how did it feel? You've obviously mentioned so much about Gary and the impact he'd had on your career to, to, to see him go and I know it was a sort of a mutual decision between him and the club but uh, was that a, a, a big moment for you as well? Yeah it was I always remember because we played Peterborough and me and Gary had, had a row at half time um, <laughs> which happened many times it does with Gary it is, is what it is but yeah we had we had a row at half time and then I remember ringing him Sunday um, Saying I promise it wasn't me, he got you the sack. It was, it was. I mean, then we had a laugh at it. Do you know what I mean? Because we got on really well. It was, it was just what it was in football. We, you'd have arguments and things like that. But we didn't have many over our years. But that was our one of them we had. And it was the day before we got sacked. It was, it was always left on a, on a sour note. But not in terms of personal. Just on it at the time, it was, it was a, it was a bad period for us. And um, but like I said, we spoke the next day, and it was, it was great. And he was just gutted. He couldn't, couldn't do what we wanted to do really. So, um, it's, yeah, it's never nice losing a manager. Like I said, never one. Never nice losing one that you respected so much, which I did with Gary Johnson. Um, so yeah, no, it was. We always knew from then on it was going to be tough, as it, as it proved to be. Uh, final day of the season, Delhi Ali gave us the runaround for MK Dons. Um, it was that summer that that you departed in 2015. Was the timing just right? Was there a sea of change that you felt that the club was going to go through because of all the changes? And why Colchester United over others? Were there chances for you to stay? Yeah, it was it was a it was a hard period really because like I said I picked up that injury um, and I and I just wasn't quite right towards the end of the year um, so I didn't end how I wanted it to end and obviously we got relegated so um, <clears throat> I'd had such a good time at Yeovil there was like I said there was a big change coming um, I was at a, a, a good good age for me to to push on in my career and um, initially it was supposed to be Barnsley with Lee Johnson so that was the main reason for leaving. Um, we'd agree sort of a, a deal up there in the summer and it just didn't it, it, but basically the Colchester thing happened because I'd waited so long for the Barnsley deal that I turned down other clubs because um, we were like we were set on on this Barnsley move and I was going to go up there with, with Lee obviously Gary's son and we had a three year deal or something sorted up there so that was that was the that was the aim and I mean that would have been the, the, the stepping stone I was looking for because I had a good time at Yeovil done, done, done really well and that was the next chapter, but 
Um, like I said, that fell through right right at the end of um, pre-season, really. Do you know what I mean? So it wasn't even in the summer that ended, ended quite late. So <clears throat> Colchester was was sort of the only option left for me. Um, and that's where I ended up, yeah. I mean, how would you summarise it? You've obviously spoken about so many highs and so and, and a few lows as well in, in your time mm. with, with the overall. I mean, it sounds like something that made you as a player. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely, yeah. It's definitely the the making of, of me and my career was was definitely over. And I love the place, I love the the town, I love the people and and then the fans. It was it was something that I just instantly clicked with. I think they appreciated my, my work ethic and, and, and work rate and they always you know, made me feel <clears throat> made me feel loved down there. So it was definitely my my favourite my favourite period in terms of um coming through and playing and having that uh, connection with the fans. Um yeah, it was really special. And like you said, we had the <clears throat> the Wembley in that season was was just like you know I mean a magical season. So um for that I'll always be I'll always be grateful to to Yeovil, yeah, because you know I mean that was the start and um the real the real love of, of playing basically was was started there, I'd say. That's incredible. You did you did come up against Yeovil once, we found, I think, in an EFL Cup game for Walsall, a game mm. remembered for Matty Dolan scoring from about a hundred yards way, out. Then, yeah. <laughs> um, was it was it a strange thing playing against your old teammates in, in Matty Dolan's case, but also just generally your your old club? It was, yeah. I remember it was quite special because the it was at Walsall, but there was a few Yeovil fans there and they they sang they sang my name and you know what I mean they was they were still very kind and um, they were much happier after the game because they won, so they were they were bound to be nice then. Because you know I mean, they they, they they were happy, but yeah, no, they. Like, I remember they, they they were really nice to me at the time, and that was the first time I played them. So um, I haven't played them since, although we're playing them in pre-season. Um, be my first visit back to Jewish Park, which should be amazing, even though it's a pre-season game. So that'd be that'd be nice. But yeah, no, it's always it always special when you play your old teams, especially um, the connection I had with Yeovil was was extraterrestrial. Like so. Would love to have been down at Jewish Park, but I'll get that chance in a couple of weeks. Yeah. Do you still stay in touch with um, with anybody from from that time, Gary? By the sounds of it, but um, yeah, yeah, no. So me and Gary still speak every now and again. I'm good. I'm good friends with Jamie Macker. Um, we still see and speak quite often, which is nice. And and Luke Aylin, probably probably the next one I speak to most after that. Um, but that said, all the boys when I, when I see him or if I see him, we. I mean, we get on and, and chat about old times, but yeah, probably. And then maybe Sam Foley as well. We, we we chat quite a bit, but like I said, we've always played against them throughout the years and kept in touch and always follow each other. Now we're doing so. Yeah, it was always a special group. Um, but I mean, everyone everyone sort of. And it's hard in football to keep friends friends in terms of seeing them all the time. But definitely speaking wise, you speak to you speak to many all the time, which is which is great. Sam Foley at Barrow now and you in Plymouth you couldn't get further away from each other oh, yeah. I texted him the other day actually he said I don't know how you're still playing he must be nearly 40 now surely but um, no he's doing brilliant like I said he's he's still going doing really well and um, like it's great to see how everyone does and where they go and, and like I said you can end up at opposite end of the country so you don't see each other for years and years but um, no it, it was a good group that pretty much brings us up to, to current day. And obviously you're now with the other green and whites down in the Southwest down at Plymouth. And you've had a pretty successful stint there for the last few years. You had a promotion, had yeah. very close to a playoff uh, yeah. campaign as well this season. I was going to ask you, you, you took on that senior role, that captaincy role at Yeovil at quite a young age. Has your captaincy changed at all now that you're again club captain at Plymouth and have you taken anything from that successful group at Yeovil into what you're doing now with your new group? Yeah, definitely. Firstly, yeah, it has changed, I'd say. Obviously, like I said, when I was captain of Yeovil, I was I was quite young. Um, in terms of league games as well, in, in terms of experience, I was I was quite inexperienced. Um, now I've played however many games and, and I'm a different different sort of player now as well. So no, I, I've always enjoyed it. I was club captain at Warsaw. I was I was captain at John you know I mean, at Colchester, and, and now I'm club captain here. So it has followed me, and I I, I must have that um, trend. Do you know I mean that, that goes with it? But I do enjoy it. Um, now I'm now I'm older and more experienced. I can really help the younger boys, or um, I'm more vocal off the pitch as well as on it. Um, <clears throat> I'm better at speaking in front of people. Do you know what I mean it, was, it all comes with, with age and experience and um, <clears throat> But in terms of, yeah, no, I don't know. It's just, it's just how I've always, how I've always sort of played the game, I guess. And 
um, manager will always liked it. And um, yeah, no, it's, it's good. I really enjoyed the, the responsibility. And, and what do you see yourself doing beyond football? I know you're, you're still playing, playing very well and at a decent level. I mean, do you see yourself going into to coaching, anything like that? Are you Town manager in the making in the future or? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I've done my, I've done my UA for B badge, um, so coaching would be would be one option. Um, I do love football. I like working with people. So, um, yeah, maybe it, it'll, it'll, it'll all depend. Really, I'm hoping I'll keep plugging away for a few years, and and something will become clearer, and a little pathway will open up, or I might. I don't think I'll come completely away from football. Then I think it may be something something to do with football. Um, but yeah, I don't know. You, you never know. I, I like I like the idea of managing or or coaching. But you've been in football for for many years. Sometimes it, you need a break from it as well. So yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm loving my time down here. Having a great spell, like you mentioned. Then we've had a successful period. Um, and I mean, when you have that success at a club, you same as you over. Really, you get that. You get a lot closer to the club and the fans and the, the city, the town. So um, I've got that sort of connection that I've had with Yeovil down in Plymouth, and it's and it's brilliant. So. Um, long may that continue and, and like I said in a few years time I'm hoping my mind will be clearer to, to what I want to do um, yeah maybe maybe coaching it might be something else I'm not sure did I read somewhere that you've got a degree in physiotherapy you would have read it but it's unfortunately false oh um, is it right oh there you go it's, uh, it's, it's true or false Wikipedia story. never lies yeah so yeah it's not a lie I believe it's another person called Joe Edwards has a video <laughs> oh right okay and, and attached to to my name, and yeah. I've never denied it in terms of coming out and. <laughs> it's on your that. CV anyway, is it? Yeah. It looks great. It looks like oh, he's a footballer, but he's got a he's got a physio. It looks good, but then when I'm asked about it, I have to say, look, it's not actually true because um, I can't go on record and say no. But yeah, I am a physio. So yeah, no, just reading not. it here, it says University of Salford. Well, that's a long way to go. That's what it? I mean. I'm not sure who it is, but yeah. um, it's not me, unfortunately. But I get asked it all the time. It is. It, I don't know. I don't. I can't get it off. I don't know what. I have to get rid of it. So. <laughs> Not, I've had worse things said about me, so I'll, I'll, I don't mind that being, being put on there. So if you're listening, stop asking me about your pulled hamstrings and stuff. It ain't, it ain't gonna work. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, exactly. Well. I can't help you with any of that, unfortunately. <laughs> I think we are just about wrapping up here, Joe. We've kept you for long enough on this uh, wonderful evening. Listen, I'm so so grateful. We always like to give our guests on the Glovers Pass just a little moment. Lots of Yeovil fans listening. Very special time that you were part of us. Some ups and downs. If you would just like to say a few words to any Yeovil fans listening. The floor is yours to wrap things up. Yeah, no, just a massive thank you, really, because I've always, like I said, we touched on it throughout there. It's been a special time in my life, let alone football career. Um, and like I said, I can't, I can't wait to come back in a couple of weeks because it's been too long in terms of playing there. So I'm hoping I'll see you all then. Um, but yeah, no, you'll always have a, a special place in my heart. I've, I've loved it there. And um, yeah, I'll see you all soon. That, brilliant that's stuff. Brilliant. Really, really appreciate you... Uh, giving us your time. Thank you so much. Very best of luck with Plymouth this Thank upcoming you. season. We really, really do wish you well, because like I say, for everything you've given us, the least we can do is, is wish you well in your Brilliant. career as well. So I, I really do appreciate your time. Brilliant. Thanks so much, guys. Thank you. Cheers. Take care. Thank you. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Forrest back pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY exclusions apply see site for details hey it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 